0: Hello and welcome to Talk Spooky to Me, the Ghost Story Guys Mail Show. I'm Brennan Storer. I'm Paul Bestel. And this is the show where we get a chance to hear from you, our listeners, or at least it would ordinarily. Paul, this one's this one's a little bit different. Keeping me on my toes. That's it. I got to keep you guessing.
1: Indeed. Indeed. And I've, I've prepared by spending, I got a lovely present through the post today from Australia.
0: The Yowie File Encounters with Australian Ape Men by Tony Healy and Paul Cropper.
1: He sent me an email Friday saying, we've stuck it in the post for you, and it turned up today. So five days from Australia. That's not bad, is it?
0: That, and that is a tome. Yeah. That is a weighty book.
1: 340 pages.
0: Uh, it still looks like you could beat someone with it.
1: <laughs> it's not the biggest book I own, but- uh, I Oh, guess. that doesn't surprise me I'll wait till I've read it. <laughs> so yeah, that was a nice surprise today.
0: No kidding. Well, speaking of nice surprises, like I said, we are uh, issuing the usual format because we have guests. Paul. Mm. We have guests. Friends we, friends we made through Instagram, which is uh, <laughs> always a nice surprise. Social media finally getting it right for a change. <laughs> Our guests are Adam and Dulce of the Weekly Creep Podcast. They are here to talk to us about all things spooky. Guys, welcome to the Ghost Story, guys.
2: <laughs> hey, how's it going? Pew, pew, pew,
0: pew. <laughs> 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 We're
2: excited to be here, honestly. Yeah. Excited um, to have you guys. Thank you for coming. And just in case you can hear we're actually in the middle of a mad thunderstorm yeah. all day. So uh, apologies if that comes across.
3: It'll anyway. add to the ambiance.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, we can't hear a thing but uh, that sounds pretty great to me. I uh, I'm oh. I'm just about to head back to Victoria where the weather is uh very boring. So I I'm kind of hoping I can get some like secondhand thunder just just from your side of the conversation.
2: Yeah, honestly, like not to talk about weather for the whole day, <laughs> But we, we've actually had like a week of thunderstorms and I have been in my element, like I'm obviously like I'm from Ireland and I love the rain. Like it's a weird nostalgia to it now. But as well the air conditioning in my car is broke. So any oh little break no. from and I'm like, yes, we're winning. <laughs>
0: I wondered about that because you mentioned on a recent episode, you were saying that uh, you were driving around and you, got, that you had like a, a quasi road rage incident. You mentioned there being no AC and I thought, who the hell drives around Houston with no AC? But I guess it's broken.
2: Yeah, it's broken. I mean, I, I basically like I got the diagnosis the other day. It's like the car's not worth the air conditioning. So, you know, here you are. Oh, <laughs> so no. I'm just going to grin and bear it. Yeah. Hopefully lose a few pounds along the way. And, uh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> So There'll be something to talk about in the future when I finally have like a nice car. I'll be like, oh, remember that year with no air conditioning? So,
1: remember that year I lost three stone.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> exactly. i am going to say, when the climate wars hit, you'll be ready. You'll be like, I've been training for this for the last five years. Yeah, yeah, you know nothing.
2: <laughs> I was born in the dark, molded by it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like we were saying before, guys, thanks Emil, for having us on. Like, we actually have been binging the show in preparation and um, Mysteries and Monsters. I just keep in my head now, it's just Eminem because that's how you say it. And the <laughs> first. Uh, and, oh, and also real quick, you mentioned on an episode once, I don't remember when, it was pretty recent, the Buster Rhymes and Eminem song, Calm Down, that sampled House of Pain. You weren't impressed with it? I love it. It's literally on my liked songs playlist on Spotify. It's the only rap song on my whole list.
0: I have to admit, I came around to it. I still, there's, sometimes <laughs> when I first start listening to it, that beat, the the horn or the whatever the hell it is, it, it, it grates me yeah. at first, but then it's one of those things where I don't know if it's, I, I think it's mostly Busta Rhymes. I, like I understand it's problematic to like Busta Rhymes in this day and age, but just the man is just good at what he does. Yeah. And- and you know, having been to Busta rhymes island i I feel like this weird kinship with the man, so Busta rhymes Island Saken? so this this is something I heard about on the podcast ninety nine percent Invisible long time ago. Um, there is a, an island in Massachusetts. It's just a little tiny island in the middle of a lake that some local resident has been trying to have officially named Busta Rhymes Island <laughs> And he's what trying the- to to use various ordinances, you know, there's sort of like a, if something is popular usage, because you can't name something after a person if they're still alive for obvious reasons. Uh, but <laughs> there are exceptions where if you can sort of have it enter popular usage, it can kind of become that by default. And so this guy has been, every time it gets changed back on Google Maps, he puts it back to, Google, to Busta Rhymes Island. And <laughs> he was trying to have it officially named. Busta Rhymes Island because he said there are many things there Busta would enjoy, like a, uh, I think there was a rope swing and, uh, you know, <laughs> okay, pretty birds <laughs> and, and things like this. And so I happened to be passing through that part of Massachusetts with a friend, uh, my friend Mike, I was helping him move from, um, actually from, from Austin to Boston. And I said, well, we got to stop by Buster Rhymes Island. And so we, I, I was there and I, I communed with it as, as one does and so I, I have this this, you know, a, a slight, slightly more affinity for Mr. Rhymes than perhaps ordinarily I would.
3: So how was it? Like, what's your opinion? Are there, in fact, things that you think Buster Rhymes would enjoy there?
0: Based on what I know of Buster Rhymes, I, I don't think so.
2: <laughs> I really admire the, uh, the dude who's like just so persistent with the name is like, no, this is Buster Rhymes Island and I won't hear anything else about it.
0: In fairness, it didn't look like there was much else going on there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and still so passionate about it.
0: There was a time a long time ago, back when I used to really drink, uh, this would be back when I lived in Revelstoke, some friends and I bought, a, you guys know what a Bubba keg is? I don't. Uh, like the
2: one with like 10 or 15 pints in it?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little mini keg. So okay, we, we, okay, We bought a couple Bubba kegs of terrible Canadian beers, Molson Canadian. And we got good and and ripped. And now this is before we knew what Bill Cosby was. Bill Cosby, of course, is a garbage monster of a human. Right. (laughs) We didn't know this. All we knew of him was these Saturday Night Live tapes we would get from the the video store, because I'm old. (laughs) So one night we got super wasted on cheap beer and we wandered into, we actually forded the river to the sandbar and spelled out all hail Cosby in four feet high letters with rocks, which we then spray-painted red. Wow. So part of me, I think, understands Bust the Rhymes Island in a way that, again, maybe I shouldn't admit to.
2: We admire the honesty about it. I mean, yeah. Again, it's like, how long did that take, though? You know what I mean? That It's still a feat of human engineering, in my opinion. Like- <laughs> right.
0: Stonehenge, the pyramids, all hill cosby on the river, on the sand. Yeah. <laughs> I, what I'm impressed by is that we didn't die because that is not a river known for being forgiving.
2: Oh, well, I mean, it, it does kind of remind me like we used to, uh, so I grew up by the beach, lovely area, literally just down the road from Bono. Very lucky. Um, I'm not friends with Bono, but <laughs> I, I, I have to walk by his house to get to the beach where I like. But like, we would go there as kids, and it was like a hundred and something steps down. Like, we literally, one of the girls had an asthma attack on the way back up one time. And we were, yeah, we were like 15, 16. We were like, will you stop being so dramatic? Come on. And in hindsight, like we really should have called an ambulance for the poor girl. We would hang out on this particular beach because the police couldn't hear Like from the top road, like you heard nothing. There was literally raves on this beach in the middle of the night and you couldn't hear a thing from the top. But we discovered a cave, like kind of around the back and, uh, everybody came back the next day this is like stand by me stuff like we all had torches and stuff we were ready kids want to see a dead body yeah yeah i don't know what we were expecting but like we literally i was always a little bit chunkier but one of the lads was like a good bit smaller and he managed to like squeeze down through a gap where he couldn't breathe for like while he was in this gap to get out through the other end he found a bicycle and all and then as we were all in there, we were like, this is amazing. This is the best thing. This is like our new spot to hang out. And then the tide was coming in and the waves are actually oh, coming up
0: the back shit. of the
2: cave. And we still didn't, we were like, how cool is this? Like, it was only like two weeks later. I was like, That you're never going to guess where we were hanging out. Like, we found the spot. And then he was like, you fucking idiot.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, we really thought it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I don't know how. Like, we scaled cliffs to get to the cave as well. Like, it, Anyway, kids, they're just resilient. You know?
0: In like six timelines, we're all dead.
2: <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I remember being in Ireland when Bono uh, built onto his house and he added that big, the big second floor. He had like the, ma- the massive master bedroom. And I remember the papers covering it just with the, this, this particularly Irish disgust. Like, can you believe this shit? The size of the bedroom. The local council's letting them build this thing. This is disgusting.
2: They yeah. fucking hate Bono, man. They, they, and I, it's unjustified. It, it's pure jealousy for the most part. But like, <laughs> if, if you see it, because that's the it's the whole mindset of like, oh, the neighbor gets a new car and it's not like, oh, good for him. It's like, what did he do to get that car over there? Must be selling drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always knew it. there was something off for him. And it's the same now when you see Bono, like Bono will drive past. He actually did drive past you one day and you went to turn the wrong way up a one-way street because it had changed recently and I was like went back home and I was telling me dad again I was like oh I saw Bono down the thing Dad, fucking ass of course he's gone the wrong way <laughs> the chap can do nothing right like, yeah yeah you know what I mean? he's, doing, he's doing wonders for the economy like for tourism and all but no no
3: <laughs> and meanwhile Anya's in her castle with all her cats just keeping to herself
2: yeah, have you heard of like Enya's castle? Yeah, it's oh, the sure. haunted castle. Oh wait, I actually didn't know it was haunted. Now, now I'm going yeah. to sound like it. Tell me about this haunted castle.
1: <laughs> well, there was a there was a big article I think on the BBC a couple of years ago, and it was doing this big thing about this wonderful castle because it's an amazing building that she lives in. Mm-hmm. And people said, "Oh, what's what's happened to Enya?" And they said, "Well, she she lives here in her castle with her cats and her ghosts, Ooh. and occasionally she'll record something." And that's it. She just, she just doesn't need to leave leave her castle. So that's it. Fair play. <laughs> fair enough. Wow. I mean
2: this the story that we always heard when we were kids was that like somebody had broken in and was actually living in it and she didn't know. Now this could have been like urban legend stuff, but like it was we, again, it's all in the same kind of area where we would walk to go to the beach. So it'd be like, Oh, do you see that place over there? Like that's such and such and But yeah, that's what we were told there was some madman living in there and
3: it's
2: not far off. I mean, there's some, like, that shit happens in yeah, buildings. Yeah, my family are from there. I, like, you know what I mean? There are definitely people around
0: there, like. I've seen Castle oh, Freak. There. I know how this goes.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I was watching something the other day. I had to explain the, the term frogging to someone because oh, they didn't know yeah. what it was. And I was like, well, it happens. It's happened quite a lot where people have been living in somebody's attic and they don't know. And mm-hmm. It's like they'll come downstairs and think, who's been eating me butter? Oh, I can't remember leaving that on the side. And then they work out that somebody's lived in their attic for two years or something. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I didn't know there was a term for it, though. I didn't
3: know it either. Yeah,
1: it's frogging with a PH, it's called.
3: That's fucking weird.
2: Isn't that gross? That'd it's happened enough
0: that there's a, there's a specific name for it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it, like, what was that movie? Parasite? Yeah. Recently? Oh, dude, that like one was Korean like... Korean Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think that, that's a that was good really hard to watch. Mm. Yeah.
3: Because it just made me so uncomfortable. Did you guys watch it?
0: Yeah. I, haven't, yeah, I haven't seen it. No.
2: Yeah. Oh really? Oh, it it was.
3: It's a ride. It
2: very cool, man,
0: yeah.
3: It'll flare up your anxiety. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, good. Oh, yeah, I need that. Everything's going so well for me. I gotta let's let's bring some additional external stress. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Have you guys watched the movie Lamb?
0: No, oh, yeah, no. I, I. I heard you guys talking about it on, on the show. Is it, uh, <laughs> is it worth it?
3: It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> so like, it's hard. I don't watch a lot of movies. I think I probably said on the podcast, I don't watch a lot of movies because again, it flares up the anxiety. Right. Cause I need to know what's going to happen. And if I'm watching a movie, you know, because he requests it a lot, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, come on, let's watch this. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll be in the background, just like Googling the plot so that I know what's coming. Because I don't like to be surprised like that. But I was able to just sit with that one. Um, But it's it's perfect. The ending, I did have to look up like just like a small little detail that I didn't understand. But it's not what you think. I'll say that because the way the trailer is, you're like, oh, this is a, a farmer getting too close to his flock, you know, but it's not that it's something else. And it I sounds kind of like Wales, but it's it. not
0: Wales.
2: I mean, I
0: didn't want to say it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, our one Welsh listener's like, well, fuck you then. <laughs> just, just turned it off. I'm going away back home. Oh no, that's the north. Right, I'm not
2: gonna even try. We just did we just did like the Hale Fanog um Welsh story. So I yes. felt like I was kind of living there like while I was doing it. And every week I'll be like, all right, this is the week I'm going to, like, nail the accent. Like, you know, oh, I'm from Barney. That's all I can say. Just <laughs> so That one word, like, that one line. I'm like, nah, I can't even do it. Like,
3: It's really hard, even though we've, like, binged uh, Gavin, Gavin and Stacey. Stacey, Stacey right, yeah. But it's just rough accent and nailed down. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, Brennan, I'm not seeing any lines on our recording thing. But I don't know whether that's just because it's our end. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I- I'm seeing Sorry. it on my end. Okay, cool. I just talked about it. it. No, I appreciate you checking in.
2: Yeah, because lately I upgraded my phone and for whatever reason, now my laptop, every time I like my phone lights up or something, my laptop's like, let me take over using the phone and it disturbs our recording. (laughs) Oh no. So I'm like on alert now, every time we're doing anything, I'm like, God, God. Anyway, sorry. Thank you for relaxing me there.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. No, no. I I understand. I, I did a podcast a while back. Someone invited me on to talk about the movie Cliffhanger. And so I watched Cliffhanger, I read hours of shit about Cliffhanger, I had all these notes, all these jokes, and then my fucking Bluetooth headphones kept stealing the connection from my microphone, but I couldn't figure out what was happening until later, so I've got all these great jokes, but can't fucking hear anything. Oh, so pissed, so pissed.
1: (laughs) Well, we we did a live stream for Halloween a few years ago, and my connection just was abysmal, wasn't it? And, oh, and nobody yeah, could yeah. hear me for, for like three quarters of an hour. And then all of a sudden I just came back in and just went, the critter from the shitter. And then me <laughs> connection went off again. <laughs> so nobody had any idea what I was talking about whatsoever. Just me randomly saying critter in the shitter.
0: All this checks out. This is Paul. Yeah, no fits. Yeah. If,
2: uh, That's how I'm going to save you as a contact from now on. <laughs> 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 But I actually, so, okay, today I did, like, listen to your most recent episode, Paul, about the Black Triangle thing. Yes. First of all, I mean, you're both, like, it's actually very intimidating with the well of knowledge, I personally think, like, that you both have. But, Paul, man, you are, like, encyclopedic with your shit. And I, I'm getting to the point where, like, I'm nerding out and I'm like now going back to old notes whenever I come across something and it's just to prove myself right. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I knew that was like 1963 or something. But you just like the drop of a hat. You're like, oh, yes, that sounds like, you know, this really minuscule poltergeist case that nobody's ever heard of from like 1975 (laughs) in Bristol and i do believe that it was like this priestess and i'm like no that's that's like ridiculous like i feel like you you like your research isn't just research like you've just been actually reading everything that you can get your hands on for years and that like really comes through in the show um so i did listen to the black triangle one and i thought like i've been obsessed with that since we covered skinwalker mm. uh the skinwalker ranch don't like the name but i do love the story i don't know I know, that's another, like, controversial story now. It's almost like Amityville at this point. I really enjoyed it. But that was one of the details that they brought up was this black triangle. And I'm like, I've never heard of this outside of America before. And then today, you're talking about it, and it's like... And the the guest, I can't remember his name now, but he was saying, oh, yeah, and I have, like, 150 stories of people seeing these black triangles. And and you just like, yeah yeah, yeah, they're all there. (laughs) But, like... (laughs) Like, basically, what I'm trying to, in a really roundabout way, is, like, how did you get so invested in, like, all facets of this? Because it's, like, even that book that you just picked up is from the Yowie. Like, I can't pull enough Yowie stories out of my Reddit collection to get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an episode together, and you just randomly have this, like, you know, Tom. huge book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When did that start for you? Uh,
1: properly, um, about five years ago. Um hmm. I'd I'd been obsessed with it as a kid, and then kind of lost interest in my teenage years, and uh, did a lot. Kind of, you know, still watch bits and bats. And every time there was a good documentary, on, I'd watch that, and, and I've continued. I always always read the fourteen times for for oh, thirty wow. years, nearly now. And so, about five years ago, um, I I decided that well, let's let's start a podcast and see what happens and i just decided from that point on just to sort of reinvigorate my love for these subjects and and just dive into it because i i hadn't got that much at that point 5 years ago i'd probably got i don't know 2 or 3 dozen books and a few on my kindle um obviously it's a bit different now <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it it is one of those things. I mean, I do have, I do have a social life. I do do other things, but I do. <laughs> I read right, stop a lot. Off. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: He's and, like, I have friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so it's, it's just one of those things that, um, you know, I, I don't tend to watch a lot of television unless it's sort of odd stuff, which my partner is always amazed at, that I find time to fit some football into that. Occasionally. But I I read a lot, watch a lot, and and I think I've just kind of, because I've not tried to suppress it anymore, I'm embracing it all and enjoying it and and sort of drinking it all in. It's, for for whatever reason, it's just sticking. Whereas 20 years ago, my brain would be filled up with useless stats about football or other such things, and now it's filled up full of strange case notes about random poltergeists from Bristol, as you say. (laughs) That's about it, really. Just obsessive.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, no, that, that's, I find it, that's, so like, that. it's one of my favourite things is, like, just this, because you're not, like, in your face about it or whatever. It's just, like, Brendan, you'll ask a question or something, and Paul just has, like, it's like having Google, like, on hand, like, you know what I mean? But for paranormal stuff. And I just thought it was, it was very impressive. And I didn't mean to make that a very interviewee question. It was a genuine how did that happen to you?
1: <laughs>
0: why are you like this?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um. What's wrong with you?
0: <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
3: I was just curious that you used the word suppress. Why why did you feel like you had to suppress it? Um I I just think that uh,
1: my my peer group at that time and my personal mm. relationship it just wasn't very supportive for mm. all that um, all that shit as it was yeah, often termed yeah. um and and so you know five years ago i made a decision i drew a line in the sand and went right this is my this is my life going forwards now this is who this is who i should always have been and i'm not gonna hide it anymore i'm gonna be who i should be to hell with it and if people don't like it you know at the end of the day i'm sure my friends don't want conversations about Bigfoot when we're down the local pub, but sometimes it happens. Well, somebody will go, oh, are you still into all that bollocks? And I'm go, yeah, yeah, am, thanks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Well, good for you, dude. Good
2: You're embracing you. your weirdness, and it's yeah. beautiful. I just have to close the door over. The yeah,
3: cat's yeah. opened
2: it. Oh. I hope it was the <laughs> cat. Sorry, she's actually on a settee in the back, just destroying it with hair.
3: Oh, so she's <laughs> opened it just to come back into the room then.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, that's cat's. Um, yeah, nuisance. <laughs> um, but Brandon, you, you were about to start, like, what
0: what happened to us that made us this? Right? <laughs> yeah, what, uh, where, where does it come from with you guys?
3: Uh, personally, I was in elementary school, and uh, I don't know how this book came into this elementary school because I live in Texas, and, you know, I'm very conservative about the shit that they keep in the public libraries, but it was a book about this thin and this small wedged into these huge books, what I thought was huge. I mean, cause they're elementary school books, let's be real, but like, it was about witchcraft and like oh. cryptids and stuff. And it like, I found my weird friend because it, like, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but you, um, in the back of the cover there are those little pockets and you can see who's like checked out and when, and they have like the little stamps. Um, But that's how I found out who checked out this book. (laughs) And uh, that's how I connected with friends. And then I just kept those connections that also sort of encouraged the weirdness. And ever since then, I've been looking, like I've been interested in like the paranormal and like the occult and stuff like that. And that's how it started
2: for me
0: that is cool that's i the, love the resourcefulness of that blimp. yeah that, that's the most old
2: school I, I didn't even know that That that's like <laughs> that was old school social networking like that <laughs> sounds like it fell out of a stephen king book honestly <laughs> <laughs> Pagan 10 Pals. yeah yeah we yeah i suppose like for me it was my mom was just afraid of everything growing up so it was like <laughs> you know oh my god like My dad would like to watch, you know, movies like The Exorcist was like not allowed in our house. And my parents were young. It's not like they were old and conservative. My mom was just genuinely terrified that if we watched The Exorcist, (laughs) the house would catch fire or something. (laughs) So from that, like she built up such a big thing that like when I was finally like 10, 11, 12, I was like, I need to find out like what's behind this curtain kind of thing. And uh, then I realized like it's not all that scary you know <laughs> like a lot of it's pea soup and special effects but between that and then um yeah this big book from the reader's digest uh, mysteries of the unexplained uh. which it turns out my granny actually got not not even knowing what it was she was just like subscribed to the reader's digest and they would do like a yearly thing and it somehow ended up in my hands and i read about the banshee and then it turned out my mom was right and I ended up sleeping on the floor in their room for like weeks because of this book. <laughs> um,
3: you're in there like you are right, you're yeah, right. pretty much yeah.
2: And like even like there's such a direct correlation there that like in my head I still see Reagan from The Exorcist anytime <laughs> someone mentions Banshee. Like oh, that's I thought, yeah. That's where that like so that's how I know, like that's directly where this is from. Um <laughs> But yeah, kind of like that. I was always into like, you know, the ghosty movies. I would watch like Most Haunted for years. That's anybody who has listened to our show, I make fun of Dere <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Again, I'm not good at accents, but I'll try them. And Dere <laughs> is my favorite. But uh, yeah, like I just, I grew up watching like those garbage TV shows. And then probably like yourselves, like as a grown up and you start reading like the actual... Like stories behind it and you go oh none of that was true but the actual story was way more interesting than anything they tried to make on the TV and then yeah that, that's pretty much it you know now we're here <laughs>
0: <laughs> of all the psychics I've seen I think the Derek acora show was one of the most shameful not the most shameful Sylvia Brown was the most shameful but Derek acora he was <laughs> I, I saw him in Weston Supermare in oh, and. Eight, and it was bad it was bad i mean part of oh. it was the crowd the crowd was just they were half cut and he was mm. doing that thing like i've got a, a k i've got a k a k oh. and the one guy goes i've got a mate on ken road no 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 but that's the guy he just kept well, ken ken it's a k ken road no
1: <laughs> let me but, see what sam has to say sam guy oh yeah.
2: <laughs> sam was like his spirit guide Oh yeah, what is, was that? Wasn't that what he said? Like yeah,
1: Sam. Yeah. Sam was his spirit guide who would come and help him talk to, to the spirits allegedly. Sam. Yeah. Sam says there's danger here. Sam's. Sam's not happy. Sam's telling me Mary loves Dick. Mary loves Dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite
2: one. That, like that's that's what actually tipped me over the edge of going. Oh man, it was just kind of the same as when I found out. Like the WWE wasn't real fights. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> it was a very similar, like turning point in my life when I saw that clip of Mary loves Dick, Mary loves Dick. And then a vet feeling just breaking her heart laugh. And as soon as the cameras cut, she was like, Oh my God.
1: <laughs> they did the famous Mary loves Dick on a, they used to do live shows on new year's Eve. Mm. And they'd gone looking for Dick Turpin's ghost. Um, and, and that happened live.
3: Oh,
0: <laughs> nice.
1: 10 o'clock on New Year's Eve, and he's ranting about married loving Dick.
0: That's rough. Well, New Year's <laughs> would be the time.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. It's like, like that year, they I forgot where it was. One year they were doing something, and they were near a race course. They might have been in York. And they <laughs> clearly disturbed a couple who were off for a midnight shower. they <laughs> were... So, uh, they could right. just see this lantern, so this light bobbing bobbing are like, What's this? What's this? And then they they ran over and there were this couple and they went, Oh, hello, what do, what are you doing? Yeah. And he said And they said, Oh, we're filming most on to da 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 da, da. and they went, All oh, right. He said, Oh yes, every, every New Year's Eve we take a we take a walk to a to a special <laughs> place at midnight I thought, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Can't you see everybody
2: else is also looking for dick? Yeah, all of a sudden like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not just Mary. No, it's not.
0: A perfectly good evening of dogging ruined.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But funny enough, the one of the first times I actually went ghost hunting, because again, I was I always wanted to do it when I was younger and then uh moved away and came back home, reconnected with some old friends, and we were all like, oh wait, we're all fucking nerds. Like, let's go ghost hunting. And like we're right down to pretty close to the hellfire club yeah so that was the the first place where we went and i think it was the first time we went up there and it's like like mad spooky when you go up we're only talking to the girls from haunted af about this as well um like it's a big long curling road around from the car park to the hellfire club itself and it's pitch dark and it's cold and you're like oh my god there's something looking at me through the through the trees and all and there's like really weird trees as well. Like that actually look like people, even in the daylight, I think. Anyway, we finally get up there and there's this young lad in his tracksuit with his, you know, girlfriend or whatever. And they were just sitting there because it's also like a really nice viewpoint that looks out over the whole of the city and all the lights and all. It is lovely. And we destroyed their night. And I still feel bad about it because like here's five amateur ghosts hunters there showing up to be like, is there any ghosts in there? And he's like, Oh, man. (laughs) She'll never agree
0: to do this again.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and the the even funnier part was, like, they were obviously, like, oh, here's these weirdos coming up. And so instead of going back down the path, they just walked straight. And there's no path there. They're still walking. (laughs) they just, like, down through the hedges and... It was just the most bizarre thing because we kind of like just followed their silhouettes, like going down. Yeah, I feel so bad for whoever that chap was. If if I ever get to meet him, I, I I'm sorry. When...
0: No, he's still walking. He's just a, a sexually frustrated <laughs> phantom. They call him Fuck Squatch. <laughs> just disappeared <laughs> into the trees, lost yeah. in the
1: woods. Yeah, <laughs> no. It was a... at night, walkers all just hear. It,
0: ah. Coming from the distance.
1: (laughs) He tries to find some love.
2: And and it's the notorious ghost that now hates ghost hunters because (laughs) (laughs) of that.
0: We can tell he's there. We see these mysterious glowing two blue balls floating through the woods.
1: (laughs) Hear the sound of synthetic fabric rubbing. Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) the walker. It's yeah. the real Dubliner's uniform as well. Now. Yeah, I, I, I
3: thought he was joking when he said everyone wears tracksuits because I was like, what well, was my first time going over there to go see his family? I was like, what should I wear? Like, like what should I take? You know, like whenever we go out, like what's the dress code? And he's like, leggings, you'll be fine. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, everyone wears tracksuits. Everyone wears tracksuits when they're looking like to go out to look yeah. nice. And he was so right. It was so crazy.
0: Yeah, if you wear natural fibers, they discriminate against you because they think you're Polish.
2: (laughs) I mean, you're not far off. (laughs) Oh, I (laughs) know. I was always like the smelly rocker, so I had like long hair and basically what I'm still wearing like right now, like jeans and and a shirt or whatever. So I like was ardently against wearing tracksuits. It's also because I was like a little bit on the heavy side and it made me feel self-conscious. But anyway, but like, yeah, I know lads who like have their their lounging tracksuits they're going out with the lads tracksuits and then they're going out for dinner tracksuit. Like you know. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, I think it's the real epidemic over there personally, but uh, you know,
0: <laughs> I remember being in a, ch- a chippy in Ennis once and this, this old man came in and he had this, this framed picture of the, the Munster uh, football club from way back. Ah. And he's like, Oh, huh? huh? And he's showing me and my friend, of course we know fuck all about, what football and or whatever it is uh and we're like oh yeah and he goes oh you're not polish are you
3: wow no yeah.
0: No. i mean you're still a garbage human but no we're not polish we're ignorant about this for other reasons
1: <laughs>
2: yeah yeah we actually uh we made a stop and and this is gonna like the, the ironic thing is according to our statistics and again i'm i'm not equating myself to bono but i know irish people <laughs> And I know how they are about supporting their own kind. So we have like, you know, 70% of our listeners are US-based. 20-something percent are UK. And then it's like smaller Canada, then Australia. Then there's like uh, Taiwan, for some reason. We have like, it must just be a little pocket of listeners in Taiwan. And then Ireland's like way down the bottom. So I'm like, (laughs) I literally have, there's more people in LA that listen to us than at home. And anyway... So I don't think we have any listeners in Ennis.
3: And the people in Ireland probably hate listening to us. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean?
0: They just hate listening now. No, <laughs>
2: we,
0: we remember, it's first on his Dulce. own planet, Superman's just a guy.
2: Yeah, yes, that. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, we we did do a trip from like coast to coast one day mm. because it was Dulce's first time there. And so I was like, right, let's start on the East Coast and we'll go see the Cliffs some more and head back. And we, I actually have my granddad's sister lives in Ennis, and we made, like, a stop just to grab, like, some sandwiches or something because it's, like, 20 minutes to the cliffs or whatever. And I think you were like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> that, that was the only stop we made, yeah, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I, yeah. I, I see where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah,
3: it wasn't very welcome.
0: Yeah, no, we, uh, I mean, yeah, we, we weren't there very long. We were flying out of there to uh, to Bristol Airport. So it was just a quick, a quick stopover. Although my favorite place we stopped and, uh, actually we're going to have to go here in a sec because, um, Adam and Dulcie are going to join us for the ghost Story guys live show for patrons. So, uh, if you're a patron at the $10 level and above, you get to listen to that at patreon.com slash ghost story guys. Uh, but, um, I will say we had this, actually, you know what? No, I'm going to save that story for the live show because we're running short of time. Okay, okay. But, uh, guys, where can everyone find you online?
2: Uh, we're available basically wherever you can find the ghost story guys we're there too (laughs) hanging out in the background (laughs) um and yeah just again guys thank you so much one point i did want to make really quick is a huge thank you to you both for the mental health awareness Mm -hmm. it's phenomenal and like even me personally like i've even just had the last couple weeks were shitty for me and catching up on your episodes and stuff it does make a huge difference you know it's 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 not falling on deaf ears, basically.
3: Yeah, don't you know stop I mean? talking about it.
2: Yeah, so huge thanks. And again, thanks for having us on as well, because this is great. <laughs> yeah, pleasure.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Paul, where can everyone find you online?
1: Mysteries and Monsters is on all social media platforms and also on all good
0: podcast sites. Fabulous. I'm at Largely the Truth on Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky. You can find my other podcast, Weird Together, co-hosted with Joseph Camo of The Cardinal Rule. That's a show about independent horror film. You can find that again everywhere fine podcasts live. Our guests were Adam and Dulce from the Weekly Creep Podcast. Again, you'll find Weekly Creep everywhere fine podcasts live. Make sure to give them a follow on Instagram. That's where we met them, so I feel like we should give that a, uh, a special shout out. And of course, we have a musical guest that we're going to be going out on. That guest is listener Tracy Barnett. You can find more music from Tracy at tracybarnettmusic.com. And her song is particularly lovely. and I think you folks are really going to enjoy it. It is called Haunted. Again, that's Tracy Barnett. You can find Tracy streaming on Spotify and again at TracyBarnettMusic.com. Folks, thank you so, so much for listening. If you want to send us a message to be read out on the next episode of Talk Spooky to Me, send it to GhostStoryGuys at gmail.com. Until next time, we will leave you with Tracy Barnett and Haunted.